The last time we spoke to Rabbi Kenny Brander, the world was a lot different, to say the least. It's unbelievable what has happened over the last few weeks. Uh, Rabbi Brander, of course, is president at Rosh Yeshiva of the Ortorah Stone Network of Institutions. He is based in Israel. Uh, but as you can imagine, based on the, our conversations of the past, he is in touch with many, many, many communities around the world, all of whom need real leadership at this time. Rabbi Brander, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you, Nachum, and uh, I hope your family is well and that you're well and you're staying safe because we need you. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're straighter of chesed around the world. I, pre- I appreciate that very much, which leads to my question. I hope you and your family and everybody at Torah Stone is okay and making it through, and I hope that this trend that we're seeing of uh, relatively few numbers of casualties and those who are ill in Israel continues, please God. Please God. I think Israel has been very strict on its protocols. I mean, obviously with 5,000 students, to say that we're coronaless uh, would be an over-exaggeration. Right. But uh, Baruch Hashem, I think they're all doing pretty well. And thank God even the faculty, there's a few that have corona, but they're 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 dealing with it at home, which in and of itself is a uh, very good a sign. Great sign. Right. Great sign. All right, right, Brander. Um, on a regular basis, pre-virus, pre-emergency situations, on a regular basis, you are in touch, and your staff obviously is in touch with um, Jewish leadership in how many different countries, campuses, cities. How would you put it in terms of the network and how active? the network is during regular times? Well, in a regular time, we have 300 rabbinic couples all over the world, um, in in communities all over the world, and therefore we're engaged with them. We talk to them before the Chagim, obviously. We're preparing for them all different types of things for their community seders and uh, various types of uh, initiatives that they're having throughout their communities. But that's a very proactive component. We just finished uh, in Israel. We just finished a joint program that was sponsored by the Blumenthal family with Sohar that allowed us to interact with 60,000 Israelis to read the Megillah with them uh, in small groups. But this year, that that changed a little bit because, (laughs) uh, now as the coronavirus epidemic was starting, um, we uh, also had 800 people who listen to it live stream the Megillah readings because of uh, the challenges they're in. But now, uh, with everything that's going on, we are really seeing a significant uh, engagement with our rabbis, the 300 rabbinic couples around, around the world, particularly in Europe, where the questions are, I think, more challenging. First of all, we want to be concerned about their own well-being. I mean, Nahum, there is a family... Um, who just made the decision, the heroic decision, of being with their community. And therefore, when their son was born, uh, he did not have a brit bismano. He did not have the circumcision at its appropriate time. still hasn't had the circumcision. This just happened last week. Um, but the types of questions that we're getting uh, include questions that Rabbanim are getting for all over the world, uh, a chopan kedushin, where you can't have a minion, what brachas can be said or which or not. If a, a government wants to establish that people who have died from corona 
they don't want their bodies cremated. What's the protocols with that? And what are the protocols prior and after that? Can you, how do you make, how do you bake matzahs in your house if you can't get out? Um, you know, how do you, can you sell chametz mamish? Uh, Pesach is a very interesting chatam sofer, which until this year was just a, a nice uh, mental exercise. That even though the Mishnah in the beginning of the 10th chapter of of uh, Psachim says that you should wait until nightfall to begin the Seder, the Chatam Sofer says that you can actually begin it uh, from Prag Mincha, from earlier on. Can you begin the Seder earlier on, and what are the ramifications on that? Um, if the Beit Knesset is closed, how do you do, how do, you do with Kaddish? Um, how do you do with the Siyum for Tanis Bechoros? Um, Yisker. I mean, these are these. A lot of these are more emotional questions. Right. Um, if uh, a woman can she go to the mikvah during the day? We normally prefer. We normally uh, mandate that she go at night. And if she, if there's not a, um, if there's not someone to accompany her, can her husband do that? And if they have to go into the ocean, can can she wear uh, you know loose fitting clothing? Um, if you have two ill people in the hospital and one's 50 and one's 80, who gets the respirator first? Um, the and those qu- are the questions the, from the past. The, quest- the questions are endless. Uh, on, the, on the emotional side, people, people have asked about the, the fact that we won't be saying Tal this year, which I thought was interesting how certain people look forward to that service. And on the very practical side, Rabbis are being asked about uh, countries and communities that feel it's a need to bury bodies seven days a week, and that question has right. already come up. And I, I, I would guess that, um, in addition to yourself, th- those who are speaking to your rabbis around the world, I guess you have to get a really clear uh, picture of what is going on in that country. In other words, it's not enough when your rabbi or rebbitzin of the couple's calls and says, you know, I need to know if we could do this. You really yeah. you really need to have a real picture. What's the government pressure like? Is anybody on the street at night? Is I mean, I'm just thinking of all the variables that one has to ask in every one of the situations that you just put forward. And, of course, there are many others. And and I guess that that's, yeah. that is really what's involved here. These are not... These are not questions that are answered in a two-minute conversation. These are questions that are dealt with and delved into. And often, I am sure, you and other halachic decisors have to get back to those rabbis after researching the topic. A hundred percent. You're right on the mark. And I need to acknowledge, um, even though I've only had one conversation over the past week uh, with, with this person, but although I've listened to everything that he's written or um, or has been recorded in his name, I have to thank personalities like Reb Schechter, who have really been answering Reb Bunham's questions, and the Rabbinical Council of America has put it online, and some of those questions just give you the thought process to be able to answer other questions from the, you know, when do you switch to, uh, you know, uh, Marit Hatal or stop saying Mashiva Ruach, depending, right. or the questions like um, everything else that I just mentioned. Right. The rabbis, the rabbis need rabbis, um, and I, I, you know, I feel very confident when there are personalities out there who are also answering questions, as well as, you know, the research that we've been able to do over the years on many of these topics. You know, it's interesting because some of the laws that I've had to deal with in Florida with hurricanes, mm. 
uh, issues of priorities, for example, on the issues of Shabbat and and um, what priorities of when things are considered uh, a person's in a quasi-state of pekuach nefesh, where a limb could be at risk and things of that nature, what are the protocols? So uh, I've been blessed um, to have experiences that allowed me to reflect on these things, and I'm able to bring those experiences and the things I've written on those in the journals like Contemporary Halacha and other places to help me answer some of these questions. And I have great colleagues. I have a person like Rabbi, Rabbi Eliyahu Birnbaum, um, who's just a, who's the head of our um, Amiel program, our Baron Amiel and Strauss Amiel program. And he, he's literally, and his staff, his wondrous staff, have been in touch with 300 of our uh, 300 of our rabbinic couples. Unbelievable. Deal not just not just with the questions you mentioned, but the couple in, in, in the United Kingdom who are expecting a baby um, and the healthcare uh, system is imploding there. Do they come back? Do they go back to Israel right now? Or it seems the healthcare system, at least at this point, seems to be in much better shape. Um, just questions like that, personal questions. Or the Agunot, Nachon, forget about the Agunot. There are 24 Agunot out of the 600 plus that we work with uh, that have been laid off, and and they're in quarantine with a husband that could potentially put them at uh, risk, that could potentially hurt them, right. could potentially be abusive. How do we deal with those cases? Um, and that's and the and, unbelievable. Sorry. No, I was going to say that's in addition to the loneliness of so many others, whether it's elderly or singles right. and. All these days of Yontif coming up, obviously less in Israel than here, right. but still, it's it's a it's a big concern. One hundred percent. I mean, uh, I'm very proud of our high school students, the thirty five hundred of them who are still have online classes, although that ended really uh, yesterday. Right. Um, you know, with Rosh, with Rosh Chodesh last week, it really ended, but they're doing virtual door knocking or uh, our Yahad uh, Jewish identity staff that are delivering properly masked, but packages all over Israel to people who are in need. Um, there's just a lot of need there, not just for people who are uh, ill, but the, the people who are alone, the people who will not be able to celebrate the Seder as they have for decades with their family, the single man or the single woman who will be alone this Pesach. And, you know, the chief rabbi of... Um, of the United Kingdom, Rabbi Mervis had a wonderful idea about perhaps a few hours before Pesach having a Zoom uh, pre-Seder, <laughs> pre-Seder Ruach. Great idea. Uh, with, uh, with your family, sing those songs, uh, you know, those songs at the end of Seder that you never get to anyways because <laughs> everyone's too tired. So do it 3 o'clock in the afternoon and sing Chagadja. In my house... Chagadja, everybody gets a you know an animal, and they have to act it out in some way. So maybe we're going to try to do that at three o'clock in the afternoon, so uh, we can get it done nicely. Everyone but it's, with it's lonely. Everyone with their own level of loneliness, because even people who aren't lonely this Yontif will miss people they were scheduled to spend Pesach with. Or Kenny Brander is with us, of course, uh, or Torah Stone, president in Rosh Hashiva. Finally, Rabbi Brander, um, you know many of the uh, couples that you mentioned who are now leaders in these cities around the world, uh, many of them deal directly with college students, deal directly with campus life. 
And I would assume that a lot of those campuses have closed the same way they've closed uh, both here in the U.S. and in Israel. Uh, what do you hear from those couples who are in situations like that? Well, those couples, that's a great question. Those couples have been deployed to help the rabbis in the local communities that they're in, um, and that's what they've been doing. <clears throat> they've been working, first of all, with the students who can't leave, who have no place to go. Right. I mean, even in Ortora, we have 5,000 students, but we have 12 young women from uh, South America, Venezuela, and other places that couldn't go home. They're, they're at, they're at uh, Madrash at Lindenbaum. For the duration, uh, the cook, who is a wonderful guy, uh, also knows how to lead a seder. So not only is he preparing dinner for them, but he's also leading their seder this year as he moved in his family to Madrasha Lindenbaum. And that's true everywhere. That's, I think that's true for all people who are doing holy work in college campuses. They're working either with the students um, in a virtual paradigm or they're working with the ones who are still stuck in their apartments, perhaps off campus, and then they're helping the local rabbis uh, and their own families deal with the challenges that they have to deal with. Not easy out there, that's for sure. Um, and now we see that the uh, now now with Latin America's numbers going up, it's basically the entire right. world is uh, right. un- unfortunately on the way up in terms of cases and in terms of uh, those who are passing away. And and any continent we mention, you have emissaries, you have you have rabbinic couples on every continent. On the globe, right. um, so you're get, you're getting a perspective of what's happening out there, and it's it's just amazing. The entire the entire globe is being affected at once. It must must have. It mu- I don't know if you have time for this, or I brander, but it must have led at some point to some philosophical observation on your part. You know, um, I was starting to think about this. I'm I'm studying with my son, The Lonely Man of Faith, a, a book that Rabbi Soloveitchik wrote in sure. the '60s. And Rabbi Salvechik's yard site is over Pesach. Right. Um, and in Lonely Man of Faith, he speaks about the two Adams, Adam 1, who is the Adam that's responsible to conquer the world, and Adam 2 is the Adam who is uh, the dignified human being who basically has to reflect on the world and is not there to conquer it, but there to observe it and, and to find the romantic rendezvous with God, not to conquer the world. And I, and as I'm reading this with my son and studying with my 14-year-old, and I'm hearing the voice of Rabbi Salavechik in this, I'm, I'm saying this is so true for us. We are both Adam one. You know, we have to thank the medical professional community who are really coming together and are in harm's way, and they're working. They're not in a siloed way to find a cure. That's the Adam one. That's the recognition of the fact that we have to conquer certain challenges and certain realities. And then there's the Adam 2. The Adam 2 has to take a step back and realize how dependent we are on God and to try to find a relationship with God. We call out from the depths of our challenge to God. And and, and there's a dialectical, there's a contradiction between Adam 1 and Adam 2. On the one hand, we're limited, dependent, on the, on, the, on the other hand, we're asked to wear, to wear this cape and to be this super person to conquer the challenges. Mm. That's the way I feel. I think that we're, we're living that synergistic uh, relationship right now. We're, we're locked in into our homes for all the right reasons to stay healthy so that next year, Nachum, you and I can celebrate the Seder around my table in Jerusalem. And, and, um, and at the same time, I'm so proud of 
all of my friends and, and others who are engaging in heroic work in the medical field yeah. or my colleagues that I've seen are, have created masks uh, or surgical masks uh, using pr- laser printers or other things of that nature or at home. W- wondrous uh, acts of creativity at the same time, a certain sense of loneliness. That's the ideas that at least are ruminating in my mind at the present time. And those who have uh, leaped into action in order to feed the poor at this time, especially Erev Pesach now, and right. th- and those who simply sit in their home all day and uh, sit on their phone and just check on everybody. Everyone, everyone, the virtual door knocking. Yeah, the virtual door knocking that's every, happening. Everyone, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Everyone to their degree doing a doing chesed, hopefully, uh, at, at every spare moment. All right, Brenda, I take this opportunity to uh, wish you a Chag Kasher V'Sameach on this, uh, on this, what are we, on the 5th of Nisan, so the Yontif is right around the corner, and please uh, stay healthy, send our best to your family, and of course, please send our best to Rabbi and Mrs. Riskin and their family as well, let them know we're thinking about them at this time. Okay, thank you, Nachum, to you and your family, and to all of your wonderful listeners who take your advice and become really uh, partners of change, and Really, nights of change and all the wonderful work that's happening throughout the world right now. Thank you, Nachum. Tadaraba, thank you so much. Rai Brenda, of course, is Rosh Hashiva and president of the Artur Stone Network of Institutions based in Israel. And um, with, as you heard, emissaries on every continent on this globe, 300 um, rabbinic couples that are doing incredible work and are now in a very, every one of them, in a very challenging situation.